Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to this week's episode. I am so thrilled to bring you this week's speaker. But before we get going, I just want to ask if you have a moment and you've been enjoying these episodes, please take some time and leave a review on iTunes. It's the best way to really get this podcast out and to continue to grow it, which for me feels so incredibly important because you never know when someone that you share this with will hear a message that speaks to them and literally changes everything for them. All right, let's get into it. This week's speaker is Kyla Coogan. Kyla is a transformational life coach and speaker. Kyla coaches people to overcome anxiety, come home to themselves and feel truly alive. And I love that. When I first met Kyla, we met at a coaching event. And at that event, she shared a video that she had invested quite a bit into to share her story, her story of overcoming anxiety, of coming out, of living a life of her truest expression. And I believe there is going to be something in this episode for everyone, because when I saw that video, it spoke to me and made me look inside and question, am I living my most true expression of myself? Am I fully alive? Kyla serves the the LGBTQ community. She shares her story incredibly passionately and authentically, and I am so proud of her for doing so. And we need to all live a life of our truest expression and to be able to then serve a community and help people to do that so that they live this life exactly as they should is so powerful. So stick around with this episode because there are a few little moments where the audio isn't great and it's hard to hear Kyla's answer, but it's only a few moments and it's very quick. So keep keep pushing past those because it's going to be so worth it. So sit back, enjoy this episode. Hi, Kyla. Welcome to Coffee Talk Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Let's go, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I so love your energy. <laughs> oh, so Kyla, transformation life coach and speaker. It's funny because we had a little chit chat before we even got started and I was already like, oh, I think I'm like trying to get some free coaching for me. <laughs> From you. <laughs> like that must happen to you all the time. We're like, am I coaching or am I just being a friend right now? What's going on? Oh yeah. Well, even with my clients, they're, you know, they'll work with me and then there's that blurred line of being friends too. So I'm used to it. Yeah. I've had that too. I have clients that are now really dear friends of mine. We oh, share yeah. such like raw experiences, right? Yeah. So tell us for our beautiful listeners, what exactly is a life coach? Cause I know it's a term that, um, it's out there. People think that they know it, what it is. They feel like they know what it is, but maybe they don't actually really know what does a life coach transformation coach actually do. Yeah. But one thing I want to preface in every question that you ask, I am going to share from my heart. What's true for me. Yeah. So even with this question, this is how I see life coaching. <laughs> oh my God. And that's exactly what I love about you and appreciate about you too. So I love that. You're so real, so authentic. Yeah. I just think it's important because it's like, this is my perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think it's important to, to share, like all of my answers are just going to be how I see it. What's true for me. So to answer your question in my mind, at least for my, my life coaching yeah. practice, it's really about helping people live their best life. And for me, it's about helping them come alive. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when a client comes with to me and they're struggling with whatever problems it is that they're struggling with, primarily their sexuality, but whatever it is that they're coming to me with, 
the main thing is like they just want to wake up to life they just want to feel freaking alive <laughs> you know like whether it's their health their wealth their relationships typically they come with what they think is one problem but there's really other problems that they're facing in other areas of their life so for example like I have clients that come to me that are going through a divorce. So they come wanting to get through the divorce, wanting to um, accept themselves and forgive their partner. And so that's the problem they think they come to me with. And then, you know, (laughs) one of my clients six months later, it's hilarious because that's what she came to me with. Right. Mm -hmm. And also didn't tell me that she was on the verge of suicide before she found me. Wow. And now six months later, the results that are happening are just, it's, it's like mind blowing to me as well. What happens? Because it's like, we start with one problem. And then what I found with life coaching for me is that when I guide someone to come home to themselves, Mm -hmm. then every area of their life unlocks, that's the key. And like, they have the key. So I'm just guiding them to find the key. Then when they unlock themselves, they unlock their life. So you know, this, this client comes to me, I'm going through divorce, help me. I want to forgive them. I want to feel happy. Six months later, the results are insane. Like she, her anxiety went from a 10 to a two. Mm. She, she mended her relationships with her uh, family, her dad, she hadn't talked to in over, I think it was 12 years. She hadn't, they had not been communicating and now they're like, have the best relationship ever. And so long answer here is just like, Again, people come to me with one problem and then <laughs> I found the one solution in a way that then unlocks all of their different areas of their life. And I really just want to see people live full out, like live full out and like whatever dreams they have, like helping them achieve them. Oh my goodness. I love that. There's that moment when you said coming home to themselves, I just, that made me actually quite emotional. There's something so beautiful and powerful about that. And yeah, I suppose that's really the feeling that everyone yeah. desires. I mean, I don't want to put words into people's mouths or any or ideas into their heads, but for me, that's how I feel. Like, wow, that's so beautiful. That was my aha moment years ago. Oh. Because I hired a life coach. Yes. Tell me about why, like I, I can see you're going into it naturally, but tell us like why did you become a life coach? Like, what is your story? Yeah. So for 14 years of my life, I hid my sexuality. So when I was in third grade was when I started having this realization or thoughts that I was attracted to girls. And I actually also, um, you know, it's crazy, but I blocked this out of my memory until it came up, but I was also sexually abused by my third grade teacher. And so at the same time, when I was, being like touched by my teacher in class, as well as other girls, he was doing it to other girls. Mm. Uh, At the same time, I started having thoughts about like my sexuality and I was super confused by it. And so literally 14 years of my life, I hid that. And I ended up manifesting, uh, I had severe acne in high school. I had uh, generalized anxiety disorder diagnosis two years after I came out. So I came out when I was 22, then around 23, 24 is when I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and started having suicidal thoughts. So I just had this like massive amount of anxiety and panic attacks. And it set me on a path trying to find an answer to cure it. I went through cognitive behavioral therapy for years. I read every book I could find about anxiety. I was just like on a mission to find an answer. And luckily, actually my coach called me like, an hour ago out of the blue. And, you know, I luckily there's a long story of how I found him, but to keep it short, I eventually found him. And, and ever since going through his coaching program, like it literally was my coming home moment. And now I've realized that the life cycle I went through was I went coming out, coming home, coming alive. Oh, yeah. My realization was like, wait a minute, this is all human beings, not just like people in, you know, struggling with their sexuality. This is what like all human beings like. So part of my calling now is to almost like humanize the process of coming out because, you know, when we talk about coming out, we think of the LGBT community and then it makes that community feel separate. 
right? Right. And so what if, what if all human beings come out in some area of their life, right? And it's just a matter of having shame about something and then publicly announcing that, whether that's like a conversation you have with your friends or your family or your coworkers, like we all experience coming out. It's part of the human, it's part of the human life cycle. Right. Oh my goodness. I never, I never really thought of it that way. You, um, you actually put your story on a YouTube video. And when I saw that video, one, it really spoke to me. I remember, I, I mean, it gave me goosebumps, but there was just some key moments in that video that I was just so inspired by it. And you share your story of coming out. You share your story of your acne. Like you're just so real. It's a short video. And I really will put it in the show notes for people to watch it because it's incredibly powerful. But it's one thing, so it's one thing for you to come out to your friends, to your family, uh, talk about how you feel about acne to friends and family, but to put it on like way out there to a wider community, you don't know who's going to see it, what the comments are going to be like, that must have been scary um, in some ways, or maybe not, maybe you were just fully ready then, but what, what gave you the courage to do that? And why did you feel that was really important? Good question. Well, after I had my coming home moment, it was the, whoa, I have to teach this for the rest of my life, period. It was just a knowing, right? And, you know, I actually left a full-time nonprofit job. I was working like very part-time, like when I tried to start my coaching business. And when I started coaching, the population I was primarily serving was anybody with anxiety. Right. And I actually had friends like kind of call me out. I had one friend talk to me about, well, why are you not working with the LGBT community? Mm -hmm. And it was more just like me. I just didn't see it. It wasn't necessarily like I was trying to hide that because I've been out. I mean, like I said, since I was about 22, I I actually was in a very public relationship. I went through a divorce, but I was in a very public relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, My ex-wife was a professional surfer. And so people knew us in the public. And so I wasn't ashamed anymore about my sexuality, but when they, when they presented the idea of me doing that as life coaching, I had to sit with it for a moment. Like, well, that means I'm coming out every time somebody asks me (laughs) about what I do for work, I'm coming out, you know, and like, I have to say that to people's faces. It's a whole, there's a whole other level to it. And so, um, you know, I sat with it and I also looked into my DMS. I look at my Instagram, my Facebook, and I looked at, you know, who, who's already asking me for help. Who's already feeling comfortable to talk to me about their problems. And I realized, whoa, like basically all of the people reaching out that are connecting on a deep level, identifying the community. And so many people have come out to me over the years, just like totally out of the blue still happens now. Um, And so, yeah, it was more of a, you know, who, who is, who am I effortlessly impacting? Who is like, who, who's resonating with my message without even any added effort. Right. And that was the realization. Yeah the LGBT community. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know for myself, you do end up attracting people that have been or are going through similar journeys or you've, they see that you've gone through it and it gives them hope for themselves as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I answered your question fully, but I think to like have the courage to share was just like, you know, like I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. I don't have anything to hide. You know, it was like, wait a minute, my coming home moment was we're all one. Like we, I actually saw it. Yeah. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like people would say that all the time. We're all one. I'm like, no, I I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We are love. We are peace. I get it. Now I'm like on a mission. Let's go. Let's get more people like to see that and feel that, you know, (laughs) it's like, you're taking it from, cause like you said, you weren't hiding before either, but it's like with the video, you're now attracting more people. Like you're more of um, a light for people that don't even know you, which I think is incredibly powerful. Mm. Yeah. And you know, it's so wild because I just knew I was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, and the cost, even to the video, I remember at the time I was like, am I really going to spend this kind of money like on this? Right. But I just kept like, I just kept sitting with the knowing it was just like, I would literally ask myself and in my body, my body was do it based on the feeling and like, don't logically try to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's (laughs) served you so well. I watched it. And like I said, we had a conversation 
just before we started recording about who do you serve? Like, do you serve just the LGBTQ community? And I have it written down because we were laughing because I can't say it as quickly, but I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) I will keep practicing. Um, But when I was watching the video, I was like, I would hire her. Mm-hmm. and I'm not like, it wouldn't be for my sexuality, but I would hire you for that sake, for that very reason that you touched on that um, we're looking for a way to come home or we all have, yeah. have like, again, this, a barrier that we're trying to get through or, or something that we're trying to resolve. And that video made me want to come to you. And actually the reason I asked you is that is, do you only serve the LGBT community was because I was like, but I would want to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't yeah. fair because I, I think whatever your calling is, is your calling. So if you're really clear that that's the community you're serving, then that's, I, you're more than entitled to just serve that community. Um, but yeah, I just think that you're just beautiful and uh, powerful in the way that you work with people. And I know I was like, I would hire her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that reflection so much. And, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for the last couple of years is am I just serving this population? And is it actually serving humanity to market and message mm-hmm. the LGBT community? Because if really my, like my dream and what I envision for the world is world peace, yeah. is, is the unification of humanity. So if that's where we're trying to go is world peace and unifying humanity, like is what we're doing actually getting us there? Or is, is the, the extra labels like in the LGBT community right now, for example, um, the Trevor Project just did a study, the biggest study ever on LGBTQ youth. They studied 40,000 youth. Mm. They found that the kids are using over a hundred gender pronouns and over a hundred specifically for sexuality. So just imagine that hundreds of these right. okay, labels, right? right? And so I'm not saying they're bad or wrong, but I'm looking at are they actually effective actually effective or ineffective and where what's the research on this like a whole passion I have now in looking into this um because yes right now I'm serving primarily the LGBT community but my bigger vision is to actually and I can talk about this um there's probably other questions that are going to dive into this but Mm -hmm. is to unify humanity and actually build a team or bring each of our coaching communities together and build a program together Mm -hmm. so that there's people from all walks of life from different backgrounds all over the world being in a program together rather than all being separated right yeah I love that yeah (laughs) yeah and I don't think it's I don't think it's a clear answer um but I love I love the vision that you have. I'm, I'm saying it's not a clear answer in, this, in, in reference to the labels, whether we yeah. should have them or not have them or, but I understand what you mean. Like, what if we just didn't have labels? What if we were just unified and just yeah. loved and accepted for who we are and there was no need for a label? Yeah, I think right now I'm just in, ex- I'm in an exploration phase of like, what would that look like? Yeah. And what I keep seeing is like, you're, you're sharing with me, you watch the video and you're like, I would want to work with Kyla. I don't identify in the LGBT community. Okay. However, I find, so it's crazy. It happens all the time. I have friends now that come out of nowhere. They identify as heterosexual their whole life. They've identified as heterosexual and they come to me and they're like, Kyla, I have to tell you something. I've had sexual experiences with someone of the same sex multiple times in my life. Mm. No one has any idea. It's a whole secret. They keep out a whole right. secret. On the outside, they're married. This are, these are experiences they had before they were married, right? So on the outside, these people, like heterosexual, married couples, right? Mm-hmm. But really, they're real. The reality is that they're they've lived a queer life. They're on and off right. their whole life. They just they don't they haven't labeled that and then publicly said anything. Right. Find more people are I kind of joke like we're all queer let's go because like we're all attracted to people of both sexes like it's natural you know it's natural to be attracted to both it's not that I'm not attracted to guys right you know so (laughs) world look like if we saw you know we actually saw everyone as human 
and let the labels fall away, like what would that look like? Right. And that's, that's what I'm getting from that, from what you're saying is even though these women have had these experiences, is it something that they need to come out and say, is it just that you know we, what's wild, that we most, of are, most of them are men that are coming to me. Right. Interesting. Heterosexual men that are coming to me and telling me they've had experiences with other men. They're married and they trust you. Yeah. And so, but my realization is like we, Rosa, we're having a human experience. Right. Okay. So in my to have an experience, then it makes sense to me that it should be okay that we can have experiences with guys or girls or any, any gender. Like it shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be frowned upon either way. It should just be you're having an experience. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, this is, it's, it's a cool conversation because it's not one that I've actually had. So I so appreciate yeah. having it and I've never <laughs> thought about the whole idea of, yeah, let's just not have labels. And I don't know if that's offensive to people or not, but again, we're just having a real conversation around it and exploring. And I think that's, what's really key. Um, going back to the coaching that you do, you, you have touched on anxiety and I was saying before, like, even though, first of all, when it comes to anxiety, people that suffer from anxiety, do you feel like they always know that that's what it is? Uh, good question. Most people, yes, they will just straight up say like, I am anxious. Like I'm having, I'm having severe anxiety help. Um, but typically they'll say like self-sabotage, people pleasing, like they're sick of people pleasing. Yes. They'll use that terminology, but really underneath it is anxiety. Right. So it's a combination. Some people outwardly just say it. And then there's others that are more like kind of walk around that word. And then wanting to get out of. Right. I love that you use those terms because even saying self, self-sabotage, people pleasing. I mean, that gives me anxiety already just <laughs> saying the words, but though that's vocabulary that maybe the person listening doesn't realize like, yeah, actually that is what's giving me this feeling. And this feeling is anxiety because even though I do think we talk a lot more about it and, but we sometimes just throw this word around. So what's the difference between like you know, just going through a period where like a little bit anxious to actually know it's, you're really suffering from it. And, you know, there is help. And I, the one thing that's really coming out through the, this podcast and what I really like it to be is for people to understand the resources that are out there. Right. For mm-hmm. example, we had uh, Cecile Thomas on last week and she was talking, she's a mindset and manifestation coach. Well, people don't even know, like there are people out there that don't even know that, that exists. And yet this is an incredible resource. It's there to help you, like you said, come alive. And that's what I believe that you do. So let's talk a little bit about the people that, um, you know, who, at what point would they come to you? At one point would they come to you? Well, usually they are, they've, they've tried a lot of personal development, self-development in some capacity and whatever they've tried hasn't worked yet. Right. And they're, and they're at this like breaking point of like, please help. I can't take it anymore. And, and it's, and again, you know, the core is the anxiety is like the, the feeling that they're sick of having. Mm. And that feeling of anxiety is what they feel like is affecting every part of their life because they feel so anxious that they're not making decisions that they want to be making. Right. They're like, sitting on ideas for years Mm. or they're ruminating about something that happened years ago. Right. And they're like, especially at this time right now during quarantine, they're, they're sitting at home miserable. Mm. They're just literally miserable. And they're like, I will pay anything. I'll do anything. Please help me to just feel an ounce of happiness. Yeah. Um, There's a term that you say in your video and it's, you'll have to help me with it. It had something to do about feeling trapped inside yourself. And I was like, whoa, I think we've all resonated with that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I'm seeing is that we are essentially 
like holding ourselves prisoner from the version of ourselves that's trying to come forward, mm. right? Because a lot of the time we have these thoughts of things that we want to pursue, that things that we want to do in our life. Mm. And then we get caught in that trap of doubt and fear and we start to overanalyze and then we don't take the actions that we want to be taking towards those goals and those dreams. Mm. So that's where the self-sabotage then comes in of like, you're getting the download of what you want to do. You feel on fire about it. You feel alive about it. Yet you're, you're sabotaging yourself by not doing it. Right. And, and a lot of the time they're not doing it because they're people pleasing because they don't, they, they're afraid of what someone's going to think when they go to do the thing. Like with what you asked me earlier about stepping into my career and serving the LGBT community. I mean, there's no doubt I had thoughts about what are friends or family. And still I have people in my life that are question that question me all the time about why this community. And right. it's, there's been some really heavy conversations about it. Mm. And I still have to stand in my power about it. And it's just because it's a knowing, you know, it's just a knowing. Yeah. Powerful. I love how you, you are very brave and you do stand in your power. Cause I've seen some of those conversations on your Facebook and I'm like, go girl. Like you just, <laughs> some people are like the way it's not so much the way they, it's not so much, um, what they ask. It's really how they ask it or come across. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I do. I, I learn a lot from, I learn a lot from reading your, the way that you respond and you always respond with like such kindness and love. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I've got that Portuguese fire in me and I'm like, that is not the way I would have responded. (laughs) (laughs) So I love it. I learned from you. (laughs) I can say from like what you're talking about that whole, like, um, that even that process, like that makes sense why you work with LGBTQ community, even though, even through what you're talking about anxiety, because I'm sure that is, all linked and and why they come to you, but it's just for a more specific reason. Yeah. I was just watching a summit out in equals doing a summit this week and they have experts coming in, sharing research about the community. And it's just, it's, it's awful. I mean, the, the the LGBT community is more likely to attempt suicide Mm -hmm. or think about suicide, more likely to um, engage in substance abuse you know, like the statistics are just astronomical. In fact, the kids, especially LGBT youth uh, mm-hmm. kids are five times more likely to attempt suicide than wow. their heterosexual peers, like five times, not, I'm not talking two, three, four, yeah. five. And so that is, that is what you're pointing to is, you know, I myself experienced it mm-hmm. and then trans and then came out of it and transformed it. And so, and that's what I find for most people, their calling, their purpose is to help someone just like themselves Right. right? Like yeah. Go do the exact same thing they went through. <laughs> well, hearing those t- statistics just makes me think like you are such a warrior to not only have come through the journey yourself, but now to be on the other side of it and helping people. Uh, you are definitely um, breaking the odds against those kind of statistics and hopefully a big, a big um, part of the solution as well. Just to be a, even just being a role model, let alone a coach for people is incredible. Um, talk to us about what makes you different from other transformation coaches. What do you, what do you feel makes you different? I think you're awesome. And I, I, I think you're different, but I would love Uh, to hear. You just brought me to tears. (laughs) I, I, that really landed for me. I I feel like I knew that I saw that and I just want to say thank you. And I received that, but wow. Like it was like, I got a flash of my whole life while you shared that. And that, that, yeah, that statistic five times likely. And here I am like helping people like that. It's like, wow. Uh, um, thank you. And I, and, you know, as you shared that, this is actually what I love helping my clients with in the LGBT community. And really any leader that I work with is helping them find their purpose and their calling and live it out. And that just like, honestly, like, again, I started and I was like, we're going to just deal with anxiety. And then holy shit. What started happening is I, I realized I had a gift where I could help people get clear on their purpose, and then now giving them the resources to live it out. So what yeah, makes talk to us about that? What I guess what makes me different is like it doesn't matter what problem somebody comes to me with at this point, <laughs> because I just guide them home, and then their life unlocks. And 
And I think the other thing is I've been integrating, uh, it's been so fun. I've been integrating hip hop meditations where I freestyle flow, like I freestyle rap while we listen to instrumental hip hop instead of just like typical meditation music. And I love it. (laughs) It's been a blast. It's been a blast because, um, you know, most of my clients are not really feeling comfortable in their skin when they first start out. And, and so it really allows them to feel fully expressed and like practice that expression with me. And so we have a, we have a blast. Like, <laughs> so I, I would say that that probably makes me unique. <laughs> oh, I love that because, you know, it, it's um, when I'm thinking of transformation coach and life coach, I'm thinking, okay, it's a lot of inner work. It's deep. It's, um, you know, serious. And yeah. then <laughs> oh no, like to it, which we need the light <laughs> as well, right? I love that so much. Yeah. If anything, I actually had a new client today. That was like what we talked about. I was like, just so you know, from the get-go, like yeah, to crush seriousness. Seriousness is a recipe for anxiety. Yeah. So we're about to like be playful and like <sighs> and see, and just because I teach people how their mind works in a very simple way and. Mm. And it is in that simplicity and that playfulness and that fun where their, their thoughts, you know, fade and they're able to actually understand their experience better. Like it actually requires a sense of playfulness for people to really have that transformation. So, um, yeah, so I love, I love integrating the play. Beautiful. Talk to us about like, without giving us too much detail, um, but talk to us, what does the process look like for someone that comes to work with, with a coach? Like, I know you're online, like, Let's make it a little bit concrete for people so that they're not so like fearful about the whole pro because someone might be nervous or if they're coming to you for anxiety, they're probably even anxious to start the process. What, what does the process look like? Uh, I hear that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I hear that. Yeah. Well, for any listeners on the call, I'm offering a 45 minute breakthrough call. It's totally free. So that would be the first step is if this, if they feel like this message resonates and they feel called by it, then we would hop on a 45 minute call. And ultimately we would get to know each other on that call. And I am all about only working with clients that we feel aligned, like on on both sides, (laughs) there's no force, no pressure. It's like, I preface that. So like you have to feel that this is a yes. And I have to feel is yes together. We're yes together. And there's no pressure. And I really just put it on them to, to be able to make that decision for themselves. It's not, it's just zero pressure zone. Um, If they decide to work with me, then basically I'm taking them through this process, right. Of coming out, coming home, coming alive. And so some clients are trying to figure out their sexuality and like come out to their family or even understand if they even are like what they are, who they are, how they identify. Um, and really we talk through some things that they might feel ashamed of, but it's in a playful way. Um, and then really the whole process is me guiding them home. So (laughs) it's a, it's a, it's a pointing them home process. And then when they have their moment of coming home, it really is this like, aha, oh my gosh, moment that then transcends into multiple moments. And those moments are this like blissful, peaceful, oh my gosh, like understanding of who they are. And then the process is coming alive and practicing their self-expression, their self-confidence. So it's basically that kind of process of coming out, coming home, coming alive, all done in the playful, yeah. <laughs> hip-hop, joyful uh, way. I mean, I really like love seeing my clients just be living in a state of joy because that's ultimately uh, every day. Like that's my word of the day most yeah, of the time. Yeah, you are so, joyful. Like how can I maximize joy yeah. today? So. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's interesting because I feel like I went through that process with my career, you know, being raised very traditional and needing to be in a nine-to-five career, becoming a school teacher, and then wanting to break out of that, like, whoa, <laughs> like that was intense. Exactly. But that's the point, right? You've experienced coming out in some area of your life, right? And, and everyone experiences it in yeah. some capacity and there's a level of shame, you know, that comes yeah, with hearing what people think. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. One thing that you talked about or that I read on your, on your site was that you don't actually go back and focus on people's traumas. I found that interesting. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, we live in a world where we think we've got to go back and dig in and analyze and yeah. like the whole thing, but you don't yeah. have to do that. 
Yeah. So this is, this is how it works essentially is like someone might come to the calls and, or when I have in-person sessions, they just bought like, like what's coming out is that they want to talk about all the trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that happens. People just start talking about it, but I found that if we're digging into the trauma, we're just going further and further into the problem where what I'm trying to take them, guide them to is home, home base. Yeah. Right. Is home base is, is peace, is love. Like who they are is peace and who they are is love. Like guiding them to find that rather than digging into the trauma is where they find the peace and they feel at home. And then if there's any experiences that they're having that they're struggling with, it's not a digging into it. It's more of an understanding and like learning a lesson from it. But we're not, I know, yeah, the way I work is not like show up with all your problems and then we're going to like get really deep into the problem. It's really funny (laughs) because they'll start with it. And then like, by the end of it, it's almost like they don't remember, right? Like, (laughs) why did I come to you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that you have, like, you have this three-step, whether it's steps or, or principles that you guide people through. I love that because when people are coming to you for such a, a, like an emotional reason, it can feel a little bit fluffy yeah, and a bit like kind of untouchable. And mm-hmm. I've always believed in through structure, through structure comes freedom. And yeah. so there has to be some structure through to guiding your guiding yourself through this process. And I love that that's what I'm getting from you, that it's actually a concrete system that you have that you take people through. Yeah. So there's the system, right? Of the coming out, coming home, coming alive. And it's also so intuitive, right? So when I'm on the call, I mean, the biggest, most important thing for me is to show up as a blank canvas Mm -hmm. and have, and have no agenda of like where I'm trying to get them. Yes. Because ultimately I don't know what, where, how they're going to show up when they get on the call and I can have a whole plan of everything and then try to stick to it and then take them on a totally different trajectory than what's actually needed. So there is the process, but then within the processes, I tell people like, I'm very intuitive. Like everything I'm doing is just, I'm going to be very present and listen to what, what your needs are, what's actually happening for you in this moment. And we're going to work off that. That's right. And that's the individual care, like the extra that you, that you give. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay. We're going to start to transition a little bit into, uh, business because we have a lot of incredible people that listen to this podcast that are either they're already on the journey of taking the next step to, um, you know, building a life of freedom, creating their own, like a a different career path, possibly trying something new, having a big vision. And so you actually did this. I mean, you have built an online business. You are currently, I mean, I didn't even ask you how you were when you came on the call. I asked you, where are you? (laughs) Which I love. It's a better question. (laughs) And you're currently kind of going wherever you can and you've been traveling and it's been um, amazing. And I say travel. I know we're in times of COVID. You're very careful and you're with people that you know and, and, you know, it's all being taken care of. So let's kind of skip over that part. <laughs> no need to focus there. But um, you have created this life of freedom for you, for yourself. Tell us a, a bit about that. Like, when did you, did you ever work for someone before? Or have you always knew you were going to be an entrepreneur? Oh, <laughs> such a good question. <laughs> so, well, okay. So I went to, I went to my undergrad at San Diego state. I went to grad school at university of San Francisco. Mm. And when I graduated from university of San Francisco, I ended up working for um, a nonprofit in professional sports for several years and ended up working basically nonprofit sector for about over seven years. Mm. And um, while I was in it though, the whole time I knew I was like wanting to be an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. My mom's an entrepreneur. My sister's an entrepreneur. And I just knew, but I didn't know what it was. And it actually like bothered me so much because Mm. it was like, I thought about it all the time. Like I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't know what it is. I used to even tell my coworkers at my job, like 
at Outdoor Outreach, I would tell my my supervisor, like, look, I just want you to know I'm committed here. <laughs> here, but there's a burning desire in me to be an entrepreneur. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what it is, but I was so real about it then. And then an opportunity came up with uh, Greatness Collective. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. And I just knew in my body, it was like a full body. Oh my gosh, I have to do this. Right. And it was a part-time thing. and it, But Greatness Collective was really branded around life, business, and impact, like integrating personal development and entrepreneurship and giving back all in one. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yes. So I said, yes. And it was wild. I, a lot of, at first I was kind of volunteering and like, I just knew I needed to say yes to this thing. I built all these amazing relationships. And it was actually in that process where I met my life coach and right. I had the courage to start my business. Cause then I was surrounded by other entrepreneurs who have been, who have already done it. Right. right. That's what I feel like is so key. And that's something that I'm building right now um, is to help people who are aspiring entrepreneurs actually do it because I, I talk to my clients and people all the time. I've been sitting on this idea for two or three years to be an entrepreneur. And I, I'm stuck in doubt. I'm stuck in fear. I'm like, we need you. Yeah. Like, we need you. Gifts a hundred percent. Like we need you to fulfill your life purpose. Like you have a life purpose. And, and when you step into that and you align that, like there's an abundance of money and opportunities and you're going to be in your highest state of joy when you say yes to that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thanks for sharing that because it was the same for me. So when I was teaching, I started saying, well, first of all, I knew I went into it, not, not wanting to do it for life. I, again, was very similar to you. Like I was raised to be super committed and do whatever job I'm doing to the best of my ability, like no, no shortcuts. So I gave that career my all when I was in it, but I knew it wasn't, it just wasn't it. So I did the same thing as you. I started just telling people, I don't know what I'm meant to do, but it's something, I don't know what it is, but it's something. And, and then I remember I joined a running club and I knew that it was going to, all of a sudden I knew for some reason it was going to be something to do with health. So I just started saying, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. Something around health. I don't know, maybe nutrition. I don't know, but, but I was verbalizing it like you. And I think that's such an important part of the process. Like if you don't know, start saying it out loud, because you're not actually saying it to the person next to you you're saying it to the universe you're like send me, send me this answer like this person is just next to me is just here to hear me so I don't look like I'm talking to myself <laughs> so true yes but I appreciate that that you share that process because there are people it's the worst feeling when you're in it yes. I don't know what but something and yes. you worry will I ever find it is it my passion like will I find that and I think it's what you said. It's about saying yes to opportunities. It, the next thing you say yes to is probably not going to be the thing, but it's going to take you one step closer. Yeah. And the key I, in my, in my experience, the key is relationships. Yeah. In every, every job That's I've right. ever had and where I am now, it's been the relationships and the jobs I had as a nonprofit. I networked my way in, got to know people, interviewed them before they interviewed me. Mm. And then now like with my coaching business, like it's the relationships I built in that community that helped me have the courage. I saw other people doing it and they're yeah. giving resources and the, like, I wouldn't be here stepping into this, if I didn't have the community and the support, like I a hundred percent, like I feel so strongly about community. Yeah. Same hundred percent. Um, how do you like as an entrepreneur, because, okay, I, I just want to be really real about it. We talked about how you're so free and you're traveling and it is, there is like a huge portion of it is phenomenal. And I have to say, like, I'm my happiest when, when I'm in alignment with what I'm doing, but there are those days that are tough and you're doing stuff that like are just part of the business and you have to do it. And it's not fun. And, or maybe you're going through like a rebrand it, whatever it is, right. Those tough days where you're like, Oh, what am I doing? It'd be so yeah. easier to go work for someone else. I mean, it wouldn't, but you think that maybe in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, how do you get through those days? Oh, so good. So what I'm, what I'm doing right now is actually restructuring my days. So like the things I don't like doing, like mm. in the business that I'm resistant to, mm. like emails, I've noticed emails. I just don't like emails. <laughs> so 
So like my email, I'll have, I'll have emails start to pile. I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this is important. I need to be responding to these emails. Right. So what I structured, even like switching in my day is actually emailing, setting a timer for 30 minutes and emailing first thing in the morning. Like after I do my meditation, even before I work out, like it's, it's kind of that in-between space where like around 7am I'm emailing, I'm just getting it done. So there's this feeling of like productivity, yeah. you know, to start my day. Yeah. And those, that thing that I resisted is like already taken care of. So part of it is I'm structuring my day in a way where anything I'm resisting that's important in the business, I'm getting it done earlier in the morning. And that's setting my day up to feel lighter and feel better. Um, and then, you know, throughout the day, if, if I'm having any moment of doubt or frustration or overwhelm, I, I take, I've been taking so many breaks just to go walk outside and be in nature, especially right now being in the house so much, like even before this call, like I had scheduled something for myself to do. And I'm like, no, I'm going to take 20 minutes and go walk to the park, yeah. sit in the park and like hug a tree. No joke. Yeah. I hug a tree. <laughs> I, hug, I hug trees all the time. I love it. Feels so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm hugging the tree. I'm in the sun. And I'm just like, I'm going to take this 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, and it totally rejuvenates me. So I would say nature and music. I, when I put headphones on, I start dancing. It's right. like, whoop. <laughs> I love it. I would say those changing your state, like, and it's true. I mean, Anthony Robbins says that you change your state, like you change your physiology, you change your state. Yeah. Yeah. They say walking. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm just not aggressive in breaking the state. I'm more like gentle with myself in how I'm doing that, but it's it's either music, nature, um, or restructuring my day so that I'm more productive. Yeah. Great advice. Oh my goodness. Those I, I, even when you were talking about like how you do the thing you resist the most, like mine's not emails. Um, can't think of what mine is now, but I know I have them. It just feels so light to get it done early, <laughs> to get it yeah, out of the way. Then it's not weighing on you all day long. Yeah. 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 It's like a real feeling. Uh, we connected recently over health, which I could talk about all day long, all night long. I never get tired of talking about health and, and helping people um, with their health and elevating it to another level because my, my purpose really is helping, especially women, empowering them to take charge of their health so that they can then bring their gifts to the world on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really looking and working with women who want to make an impact, but you know, your health can hold you back um, at times. So how, what we did connect because of that reason. So let's talk about that. How do you, how important do you think health is for entrepreneurs, uh, for your clients? You know, maybe you just talk about why you reached out. Yeah. Well, shout out to Rosa. I'm going to give you all the props right here (laughs) because yeah, I mean, I reached out because I, I did a cleanse. I did a 30 day cleanse and my body didn't react very well to the process and ended up in and out of the hospital. It was extreme. It was really extreme. And you were there for me. And I, I mean, I can't thank you enough for being there for me in that time to help me with the nutrition component, because I studied new, you know, I I studied nutrition and fitness in my um, undergrad. Mm -hmm. However, like my main you know, area of coaching and expertise is not nutrition. You know, I have a basic understanding of it from my degree and I am humbled by that. Like I, I know that about, you know, like my own coaching and also just myself. And so I was trying to do it all myself. And, you know, it comes a point where you actually have to reach out to an expert. So even as a coach, like I'm humbled by being a coach. And I think it's important for coaches to have coaches and, And so, yeah, I want to thank you for being there for me to like reboot my body with the right nutrition. Like right now I'm, I was drinking coffee as we're having our coffee talk, but I was drinking water and I'm present to like, you know, the water that I'm drinking throughout the day, you know? So I know how, how important nutrition is to like everything. I mean, it's, it's our, it's where our, our gut is, right. It's like, we have a brain, a mind there that's sending signals. And so when our gut is 
clogged and not functioning properly. Like we don't, we're not clear. And so Mm -hmm. that's been the biggest thing since working with you is like, I have a way more clear mind, but it's because I'm more mindful of, I already was mindful of what I was eating, but I'm even more mindful now. And if anything, I have more compassion if I'm not eating, like I still eat things that I love to eat, you know, but there's not a beating myself up about it. It's more of like, I have compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you feel like it's impacted your business at all? Like you becoming stronger, fitter, healthier? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I, well, at that point, I mean, I, I couldn't even think straight because I was so malnutritioned, you know? Um, and so I was actually at a point not knowing if I was going to live, that's how dark it was. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yes, it completely rebooted my whole body. And now, you know, I, I feel more clear than I've ever felt in my life. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that, that it was that serious for you. Yeah. Wow. Um, what I loved is that I felt like your sometimes when we think transformation, especially when it comes to health, we think it needs to take a long time. But your transformation was fast. Like you literally just absorbed everything I told you, took it, made it work for you, did it, put action. And it really wasn't that long until you were like really feeling good or at least knowing or seeing the light and knowing that you were going to feel really good and strong. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And, and it, it was the combination of my nutrition, but also I saw a, a doctor in La Mesa in San Diego that, um, basically found that it was my lymphatic system that was not working properly. And so we did, he did chiropractic work and I did a lot of different exercises and modalities that I integrated into my lifestyle that actually like released that. And so it was crazy. So it was like the combination of like the diet plus Mm -hmm. the lymphatic system, just like actually flowing. And I'm like, whoa, like I feel, I feel in flow. Like, I feel like my body. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And being ready. I mean, that's the thing. Once we're ready, then the, the answer is will come if we're not ready I, you know we could have had the same conversation and it would have done nothing right? ready yeah. oh my goodness i love that okay oh my goodness where's the time going <laughs> these these chats go so quickly let's talk about uh, your community because i want people to join your community talk talk to us about the coming alive community that you have yes yes that's so good so the coming alive community, the intention is a couple things. It's really, again, like I shared earlier, it's like, I see us unifying humanity. Mm. The way we're going to do that is by right now I'm bringing coaches. So there's six of us, there's six coaches mm. and each of us is popping into this free Facebook group and we're creating an environment for people to be fully expressed. Mm. and an environment to discover their life purpose, to explore their life purpose and ultimately go after like literally whatever their wildest freaking dreams are, like we're there to support them in that. And so like, I'm primarily going to attract the LGBT community. So Mm -hmm. that community is going to, is already coming in. Right. And we have coaches that primarily work with the um, Latino community. We have like, there's different communities. This is incredible. Yeah. So the intention is like, if all of us coaches were to bring our communities into one community, what would be possible for humanity? So what's cool is like, we're, it's all bee themed. It's all like hive, like hive. So come to the hive where you're going to come alive and thrive. Beautiful. And, and like, I, I was just working with the team on this this week. Like we are all hives, like the hive that I'm kind of managing is the LGBTQ hive. Right. And like, there's going to be a habit hive. We have a coach, Joey Wilder, who's an expert in helping people break their habits. Oh yes. Count me in. (laughs) Yeah. So there's the habit hive, right. You know, and then there's a humanity hive. So we have Jeremy Green who started join team human, and it's basically connecting people from all over the world to like actually make a difference in the world. So 
the, again, the coaches that are coming in have different areas of expertise. And it's all about like being your authentic self, being fully expressed and coming alive, just like whatever that is for you being fully alive. (laughs) Amazing. So tell me so that people can self like select to come into the group. What questions would someone be asking themselves that will make them that will be like, okay, this is the group I need to be in this group. It's going to help me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're not discriminating against if you resonate with the message and you're like, I want to come alive and you're, it doesn't matter your age, your race, your gender. It's like, you want to come alive, come on in, you know, like like you're pursuing, you're trying to figure out what your passion is or you're, or you're already in your passion and you're not sure how to go about it. Or yeah, it doesn't kind of, if you've got anxiety, like we talked about and Yeah. You just want to come alive. (laughs) You want to come alive. If you want to come alive, come to the coming alive community because the, the, if you feel like life is passing you by and and you do, you're kind of missing that zest for life and you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And the, and the people who are going to come into it already are, are people who want to make a difference in the world. That's the common thread is like, they're, they're leaders, you know, that want to make a difference in the world, but they, they want to step into their highest self. They want to be more confident. They want to be more in their power, but they also want to just have fun and feel joyful. And like, yeah, right. Like it's an experience. (laughs) I love it. It's an experience. I love that so much. Okay. I'm going to ask you the final two questions. I can't believe we're almost at the end. And I feel like the first question, you've already had a few of these. So if you don't have anything new to add, that's okay. So the first question is, can you think of, I'm laughing because most of this conversation has been about these moments, but this is the question I ask everyone. Can you think of a moment when something you heard or read changed things for you? Mm, There's a couple coming to mind. (laughs) (laughs) You have quite a few of these. I love it so much. Uh, Yeah. Well, the quote that like stands out the most, which ties into the coming alive is Howard Thurman. Mm. Howard Thurman says, what the world needs is people who have come alive, mm. right? What the world needs is people who have come alive. So he, it, it's, and it's to do the thing that makes you come alive, right? Is to actually do the thing that makes you come alive. So yeah. I kind of butchered the quote, but basically his, that's what my whole message is, is like what he's pointing to is like, what makes you come alive? Go do that. Cause that's what the world needs. <laughs> and take the action. Like you need to do the action to get the feeling. Yeah. And, and in every area of your life though, yeah. how where you come alive? Yeah. Like what do you, what makes you come alive in your fitness? Right. What do you love? Like, how do you love to work out for me? I love ro- rollerblading. Yeah. I, I realized I forgot about that. I just bought some rollerblades. I've been rollerblading, listening love to music. It. <laughs> like, love it, right? Yeah. Like what makes me come alive is listening to hip hop music and actually like creating raps and spoken word. Beautiful. Like oh, what makes me come alive, watching sports, like whatever it is, it could be your career. It could be your, it could be a relationship. What makes you come alive in a relationship? Like every, we should be asking ourselves that in every area of our life and doing that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> You're living this too. What does living life by design mean to you? Ooh, you know, it's funny because I feel like I was so resistant. Like I, I had resistance to trying to put structure to life because I, I like being flowy and being more intuitive about things. Yeah. And, but, but life by design is, is what I'm pointing to. I actually was talking to my client about this. And having them do an exercise where they literally write down what are all the things that make them come alive, mm. right? And we're going to structure their days first around what makes them come alive. Yes. And then like all the other things, yeah. right? <laughs> so well, 100%, we do it completely opposite. So life by design to me, if I design my life by what makes me come alive, oh my gosh, I'm going to have the most epic life ever. <laughs> Right. So that means, uh, you know, on my days, that means I'm going to start my mornings with a way that makes me feel alive. I'm going to end my night with what makes me feel alive. I'm going to structure in time to travel because I love to travel and adventure because that makes me feel alive. So life by design is to me is, is, is still pointing to that coming alive. (laughs) I love it, Kyla. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, your heart, 
this was a totally authentic uh, conversation, which is what you said at the beginning. And I just so appreciate you. So grateful you're in my life and that we met and um, you've helped me in so many ways as well, just by sharing yourself. So thank you. Thanks so much for your time today. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.